Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Let's Talk MMA podcast. My name is Mason from Cyclone MMA, and we got an awesome show for you guys today. We're going to be talking about Jake Paul versus Tyron Woodley. I told myself I wasn't going to watch it. I ended up watching it. We're going to talk about the Ultimate Fighter finale and then just do a short little recap of the whole season. We're going to talk about UFC 268. I'm going to give away some weekly awards. And then we're going to talk about the future of this channel that I always change. Without any further ado, let's get right into it with talking about Jake Paul and Tyron Woodley. So I always tell myself, like, whenever there's a Jake Paul fight, I'm going to skip it. I'm not going to watch it. It brings out the worst in me. It's something when he fights, my blood boils because you have so many 11-year-olds thinking that Jake Paul is a world-class elite boxer. I got to give him credit, though. He, He had a good performance once again. He didn't get a knockout. Tyron gave him a good fight, and it was a split decision. I didn't think it should be a split decision. I think Tyron won. I think he won two rounds. If not two rounds, then one round. Somehow, some way, it was a split decision, and they gave him multiple rounds of this fight. Uh, Tyron Woodley had him rocked in the third or fourth round. I was hoping he'd finish it right then and there. I thought the tides were changing. I was wrong. It just, I don't know. Not a good look for Tyron Woodley. It sounds like they're going to do a rematch because Tyron refuses to do the tattoo bet that they had. Um... He says he's going to get the tattoo if they agree to a rematch, which I mean, go get that money, T-Wood. I don't think a second fight with Jake is going to help him out at all. I think between the two of them, the one who's going to improve more in that time is going to be Jake Paul, the younger fighter. But uh, go get that money, T-Wood. It seemed like he was fighting to not get knocked out by a YouTuber. It didn't seem like he was fighting to win, especially towards the end. He knows he's down. He knows he needs a finish to win. At least you would hope that he knows that. He didn't really go for it. I think he just didn't want to get turned into a meme, which I mean, I understand it. If I was in that position, I'd probably do the same thing. But rooting for the guy, wanting him to win, wanting to wanting Jake Paul to not win a boxing match against a UFC champion. It's not what you want. Jake Paul's going to be a good boxer. Like when you think about the career of a boxer, the the first set of people they fight aren't going to be good he's at least doing people he's at least fighting people who aren't good and are famous so he can you know make that money it's a big decision um, business wise it just sucks because it's working out really good for him I know I come off as like a big hater right now but like so annoying what do you guys think of Jake Paul do you like the guy What's next for him? Is he going to fight Tommy Fury? Is he going to fight Tyron again? I don't think Tyron fighting him again makes sense. I don't see it going any differently. Maybe Tyron catches him in this one. I don't know. But uh, someone needs to beat that dude. Eventually he's going to bite off more than he can chew. Or eventually he's going to keep getting good and he's going to be, you know, a good boxer. But uh, yeah, I, I sound like such a sourpuss right now i sound so salty and that's because i am so if you want to roast me below go for it it's okay 
just Woodley's career, dude. It just it's a stain on it. You know, he lost to Usman. Understandable Usman's one of the greatest welterweights of all time. He lost to Gilbert Burns. Gilbert Burns is a, a beast. He's a dog, dude. I think Gilbert Burns can beat Usman. I know they fought. I know Burns lost. I think Burns is he's gonna be he's gonna be fighting for the title again and I, I think he can get it done. Then who was it? It was Colby Covington. He's about to fight for the title. He's a dog. Then it was Vincente Luque. Woodley actually went out there with some pep in his step ready to fight. That was a good fight. Only lasted a round. Was it two rounds? I don't know. Good fight though. And now he lost to Jake Paul in a boxing match. I mean, it was, a, I guess, a win-win for Tyron. You know, he got that money. Big payday. Didn't get knocked out, so he's not going to be that much of a meme. Tarnishes his legacy a little bit. It's kind of embarrassing to lose to, like, Jake Paul, but it is what it is. I didn't really expect a whole lot from Tyron. I'm glad to see that he didn't get knocked out. But that's all I'm going to... I'm not going to talk about that anymore. Spent too much time already talking about that. We're going to move on to the Ultimate Fighter finale. Did you guys see this season, the return of the Ultimate Fighter? I've never actually seen a season of the Ultimate Fighter until now. And I really enjoyed it. The way they do the episodes, they basically let you know who's fighting. They give some background on each uh, fighter. They make you really enjoy the fighter and then they get knocked out and you're like, oh shit. But um, I enjoyed it. I thought they had a good cast. It wasn't as like dramatic as I thought it would be. I, they're like, I thought there would be people fighting in the house and everything. There wasn't that. But they had a cool segment where they showed flashback from past seasons. And I really liked that because there was some cool stuff. They only showed like, you know, the best, the best of the past seasons. And it was really cool seeing all that stuff. But um, in the finals here, you had Brian Battle and Gilbert Urbina. Urbina? lost in the semis to Treshawn Gore, but Gore got injured like 10 days before the fight. So Gilbert had a second chance to fight and win and be the ultimate fighter. His his brothers were on the show previously. He had two brothers on the show before he was. None of the three of them were able to get it done and become the ultimate fighter. I really feel bad for Gilbert Urbina. Just getting finished in both fights. Um, he's one that they really, you know, they he really tugged at the heartstrings and you really rooted for him and then, like, he lost. Brian Battle put up a good fight. I thought Gilbert won the first round, but Brian, as he, he capitalized on, like, a spinning elbow that missed, got Gilbert to the ground and got the submission. I really like Brian Battle. He was on UFC Unfiltered with, like, Matt Sarah and... Who's that other guy? Who's that other guy with that? I forget that guy's name, but he's funny. It's a good podcast. But anyways, Brian Bell was on that. He was a cool dude. Um, yeah, I thought it was a good season. I'm curious how this guy is going to do in the middleweight division. Um, I'm, I mean, I've heard that like ultimate fighters, when, when they win and they go into the UFC, they, do, they don't always do that great. So it'll be interesting to see. But congratulations to Brian Pooh Bear Battle. That's his that's his name. Pooh Bear. Pretty badass. Um now for the Bantamweights, you had 
Ricky Tercios, who was like my boy. When I saw him fight the first time, I was like, I want this guy to win the tournament. He fought Brady. He stand. Um, Brady, someone who is teammates with, um, I almost said Michael Chandler. That's not right. Michael Chiesa. He is a wrestler. He has good grappling. I thought this was going to be an interesting matchup. A lot of people thought Ricky was going to win this one. I, you know, was rooting for Ricky, but I thought Brady was going to win. It was a really, really good fight. It was actually fight of the night. Excuse me. And, um, yeah, Ricky Tercios came away with the win. Split decision. Got it done. I hope that's one of the situations where, uh, you know, Dana gives Brady another shot. I hope, like, he he gives him a shot. Just because Brady put on such a good performance, it could have gone either way. You look at the, the strike numbers, Ricky Tercios landed 201 shots in that fight compared to Brady's 82. But takedown-wise, Ricky landed 2 of 4, and Brady landed 6 of 11. So he had some control time. But Ricky is just so active, dude. He's so funky. He's such a strange fighter, but he can really he can do it all. He's one I'm really looking forward to seeing um, in this Bantamweight decision, uh, division. rather. I'm curious to see what he can do. It's a freaking stacked division, so it's a tough one to just like join. But um, I love me some Ricky Tercios. You might hear about him later on in this episode. Spoilers. But yeah, dude, that's the ultimate fighter finale. The two winners, Brian Battle and Ricky Tercios. I think Ricky can be a star. I think Battle, um, we're going to have to see more from him. But Ricky is the one that stuck out in the show. If you're going to pick one guy who has the it factor, it's definitely Ricky Tercios. Now moving on. We have UFC 268. A bunch of fights just barely got announced. And this card is looking real good. This one's going to be at Madison Square Garden. Or as Colby Covington says, Madison Square do it. Saturday, November 6th. I'm going to start from the bottom of the main card and work my way up. And this isn't official yet. Meaning there's going to be more fights added to this. First fight on the main card, Frankie Edgar versus Cheeto Vera. A pretty big fight in the Bantamweight division. They're kind of at the lower of the top 15, but still a fun fight to watch. Next, you have Luke Rockhold making his return against Sean Strickland. There's some bad blood here. Luke Rockhold's been talking a lot of trash about Sean Strickland, basically saying that he's a nobody. And I'm excited to see this one. We're going to see if Strickland can find the chin and knock out Luke Rockhold. Or if Luke Rockhold will hold him down and beat on him. I think that Rockhold's going to go with a uh, wrestling approach here. It's really interesting when you think Luke Rockhold does pose threats to Israel Adesanya. And that's something that like... I don't think people want to admit, and I think Luke Rockhold has become like a meme at this point of, you know, the glass chin and everything. But like, if he can get it to the ground, which I believe he can do against Izzy, you know, he could be, he could be a problem. The question is, can he get there? Can he string together enough wins to warrant a title shot? I know in the middleweight division, there's not a lot of guys who, who can really get a title shot right now. I'm going to pull up the rankings. Um... That's a division that's pretty locked down by the champion. Let's take a look here. 
So in middleweight, you got the number one contender, Robert Whitaker. Izzy beat him. They're going to have a rematch. Paulo Costa, Izzy beat pretty handedly. You got Jared Cannonier who just won against Kelvin Gastelum. But I think he needs another win or two because, again, Whitaker beat him. Uh, Vittori, Izzy just beat him. Brunson has a fight against Darren Till. That's the five and seven spot. So maybe one of them. Again, Derek Brunson fought Izzy. Um, lost to him. Darren Till is an interesting one. I mean, he's lost to Whitaker and he's lost to... Did he lose to Gaslam? No, I think Gaslam beat him. But still, he lost to Whitaker. But uh, then you got, you know, Jack Hermance and Sean Strickland. Jariah Hall. All these other guys. So I think with a win over Sean Strickland... Maybe one other win. Luke Rockhold could be in the picture for a title. But um, it'll be interesting to see how he does against Sean Strickland. I think he's probably the favorite to win that fight. I really like Strickland, though, dude. He's an entertaining fighter. We went on a little uh, journey there. Let's get back into this UFC 268 card. This next one, at lightweight. Justin Gaethje versus Michael Chandler. Woo. A French... French kiss. That's not what I want to say. A chef's kiss. How about that? That's going to be a war or it's going to be done in 30 seconds. I'm excited for it. I hope it goes multiple rounds. I wish it was a five round fight just because I want to see them just go dog mode. I think, man, I don't know who wins this fight, dude. There's some, there's some bad blood in this fight too. I'm rooting for my boy, Justin Gaethje. I'm excited to see him get back to it. But Michael Chandler's got some pop. He has the power advantage. And I don't know if we're going to see wrestling in this fight. I think they're both pretty credentialed when it comes to wrestling. Gaethje doesn't really use it in MMA. He uses it, you know, to stuff takedowns. But um, it'll be really, really interesting. After that, you got a rematch. Rose Nama Yunus versus Li Zong. I'm excited to see Zong Li again. Um... I wanted that fight to go longer, and I know she she lost that fight, and I was happy to see Rose win, but I want to see a battle between these two, because I have a feeling this could be a really, really good fight if it goes longer. Zhang Weili had a bunch of excuses when she lost to Rose, but we got to see we got to see this again. Um, I mean that's it's just the fight to make. It's the the fight that's exciting, and I think Zhang Weili has the you know potential to win it back. I think this is going to be a really, really good fight. And finally, in the welterweight division for the title, Kamaro Usman versus Colby Covington. Two. The first fight was so surprisingly good. It was a fight that was supposed to be boring on paper. Two guys who are pretty wrestling heavy, but Kamaro Usman has proved to be a striker lately. He has a really good jab, he's got a lot of power. He knocked out Jorge Masvidal. No one's done that before. And then you got Colby Covington, who's got cardio for days, similar to Usman. And I don't know. I see Usman getting the jump on him. I see him winning this fight. I think that between the two, we've only seen Covington fight once since then, right? Is that right? I have to check on that. That seems crazy to me that he's only fought once. He fought Tyron Woodley and beat him in the fifth round. And then... Yeah. that's He's fought once. That's that's kind of crazy. But um, 
that's gonna be a good fight. Uh, I think Usman gets it done. I think Usman's just levels above everyone right now. I know you got a lot of Colby Covington fans out there who think he's the second coming of Jesus Christ, but I think Usman finishes him quicker this time, or it goes to a decision. But uh, yeah, UFC 268, good stuff. Looking forward to that card. That's the card right now where it's like you don't want anyone getting injured and pulling out because that's a pretty stacked card. Next, we're going to move into the weekly MMA awards. I'm going to try, you know, doing podcasts just about every week, and I'm going to give away some awards. And we're going to start off with the first award, which is Dana White's Worst Nightmare. The Dana White's Worst Nightmare Award. I'll give you two seconds to figure out who I'm talking about. The winner of that award is Jake Paul, dude. I hate to keep talking about him, but it seemed like that boxing event was just a big middle finger to Dana White. Who did you have, you know, cage side or ringside, you know, commentating and talking about the fight? Ariel Hilwani, the guy that Dana White hates. You had AJ McKee there, you know, repping Bellator. You had Dustin Poirier there. In I don't know if he was in Jake Paul's corner, but he was backstage with him Dana White just it was not a good day for him I don't know how many pay-per-views that sold I'm assuming it did pretty all right but uh yeah Jake Paul he is the winner of the Dana White's worst nightmare award moving on we have the El Kakui award El Kakui the boogeyman Tony Ferguson who's the winner of that award Ricky Tercios when he got on the mic after winning the Ultimate Fighter, I was trying to like figure out like who does he remind me of? He reminds me of someone. Tony Ferguson. I think Tony Ferguson like transferred his power to Ricky Tercios because he's awkward. He wins fights that you don't think he should win. He's always active. He's got good cardio. He's throwing elbows from his back. Doing crazy shit, being weird, doing awkward movements, very unconventional. He just he gave me El Kakui vibes and I really dug it. So Ricky Tercios wins the El Kakui award. My next award. Man, I got a lot of awards here. I got like five of them. I think in the in the future I'll just do like three or four. The next award is Is the Best Blessed Award. One more time. Is the Best blessed award we're talking about max holloway a little bit here the best is blessed but is he giga chikadze i think i boogered i boogered butchered that name i think i butchered that name giga knocks out edson barboza in the featherweight division and he calls out max holloway and he says that he is the best striker in the ufc this is going to be interesting. Giga is lightning fast, dude. And he was sparking Edson on the feet. And you don't see a lot of guys just destroy Edson on the feet and, like, pick him apart. Um, usually you see it as a power issue. This was just a speed thing. You just don't see that. And it was not just punches. It was kicks. It was flying knee attempts and elbows. And 
Giga's a problem, and Max Holloway's my favorite fighter, and I'm a little bit nervous for him, not going to lie to you guys. He's a problem. I'm really curious to see if the best is blessed or if there's a new monster in this featherweight division, and we're going to find out soon probably over the next couple of years because I know Max Holloway's fighting Yair Rodriguez, and then... Who knows what after that. You'd think a title shot for Max. But you know Giga's going to be in the picture. When you knock out Edson Barboza. He's coming. The next fight. Or excuse me. The next award is. So that's where Kevin Lee fits into all this award. That award goes to. D-Rod. Daniel Rodriguez. He's got some dope tattoos. He's got some really, really big traps, dude. Trap goals. He's a scary looking bro. And he's recently pieced together some wins. How many wins has he got? Let's see. Three wins in a row. Um, but since 2018, he's had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13 fights, one loss. And it was a decision. To Nicholas Dalby. I think D-Rod could be a problem. I think he's going to get... Oh wow, I didn't realize he was a 10th Planet Jiu-Jitsu guy. Over there with Eddie Bravo. But yeah, he beats Kevin Lee. I thought Kevin Lee was going to win this fight. He didn't. Sounds like Kevin Lee had good success in the first round. But D-Rod broke the brakes off of him in the, the second and third round. He also has a win over Mike Perry. So he's he's got some names under his belt. I think he's going to probably try to crack the top 15 in his next fight. Should be interesting to see what happens with D-Rod. The dude who proved to have the scarier, meaner tattoos compared to Kevin Lee. Have you seen Kevin Lee's new tattoos, bro? They like go up the his back, his neck, and then the back of his head. Anyone who has like head or face tattoos, you just don't want to mess with. And it looks like D-Rod has some on his neck too. It's just like, it's pretty freaky, dude. Alright, my final award for today, the Bullying Free Pass Award. This person is now bully free because of this award. They get the pass. We can no longer pick on this person that we always like to pick on. It is Brendan Schaub. This is late news. You guys all probably know about it by now. But Brendan Schaub is a little bit of a hero. He was driving. He saw a car on fire. There was a bunch of kids in it. Got the kids out of the car. The mother was dead. Saw a man fleeing. Turned out it was the kid's father. Tried killing his entire family. Kevin Lee got him out of the car, out of traffic, to safety. Talks about it on the Fighter and the Kid podcast. I saw a clip. Go check it out for the full story. It's pretty crazy. He was choking up about it. Which obviously you would. That's a pretty traumatic event. But um, I'm someone who, you know, I, I don't comment and like shit on people because that's just kind of messed up. Although I did spend like the first 10 minutes of this podcast shitting all over Jake Paul. But Brendan Schaub is someone who like, I have a buddy who, you know, is a Rogan fan. And we talk about Brendan Schaub and we kind of poke fun at him. But like, the dude's got a big heart. He can be cringe sometimes, but what he did right there, a really cool thing, very honorable, very brave. 
And um, just a uh, just good job, Brendan Schaub. I guess you know I'm giving him flowers right now. So he's he's um he's bullying free now. We can't bully him anymore. We gotta we gotta make him feel better. Tweet at him. Say good job. Sucks about the the kids. Sucks about the woman whose husband killer just messed up. Kind of took it to a dark place there. But really, we're we're shouting out Brendan Schaub. Don't pick on him anymore. Now let's talk about me. If I can get to the clip. I keep burping, dude. You never eat Chinese food before a podcast. I learned that right now. So, let's talk MMA. What is this show? It's a podcast. We know that. We haven't broken into like 30, 40 minutes yet. It's 24 minutes as of right now. We're, I'm going to try doing this like a, every week. I'm going to try doing one podcast a week. And on this channel as well, I want to do a video or two a week. I don't know what videos I'm going to make. It's going to be MMA related. I have a bunch of stuff. I've just been making random videos and sticking it on this channel for like a year now. I still don't know what I want it to be. Um, I've had a lot of ups and downs. I did these commentaries that I loved doing. It was quick. I could just get them out the day of fights. They generated so many views and YouTube and the UFC started shutting them down. And that sucks because I think that's what a lot of people subscribe for. And I feel bad not being able to give them that. Um, but it is what it is. I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to try making content that I enjoy making and that people enjoy watching. These podcasts are just a great way for me to, you know, I don't have a ton of friends who are into, you know, MMA. So this is my way of just getting it out there, talking to you guys. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to make a lot of videos this summer. I've been super busy working on a bunch of stuff. I'm in my senior year of college, so I'm still super busy, but I have a little bit more free time, believe it or not, with college rather than, you know, 40 hours plus of work every week. So I'm going to try going out, making stuff, being consistent, and we'll see. We'll see what we do. I want to grow this channel. I want to get bigger. Um... Not just the channel too, like I have these podcasts on Apple Podcasts and Spotify as well. So if you don't want to watch the video, feel free to go there, leave a review, leave a like if you're on YouTube. Let's grow this thing. Um, it's really fun making these podcasts. I enjoy I enjoy the graphics, you know, enjoy making that semen official i just want to grow get better i want to do more with this i want to interview fighters i interviewed sam alvey i want to reach out to more fighters try to get more interviews include it here in this podcast and really just grow if you guys have any questions i want to have a place for you to leave them so i can do like a q a segment eventually i want to do these live and do live podcasts unfortunately i'm not quite there yet talking can be hard sometimes Especially when you have to drink water every five seconds because my mouth keeps drying up. Um, I want to have guests on the show. There's the sky's the limit. This thing's going to keep growing, and I think weekly uploads will help with that. So expect two or three videos on this channel every single week. One will definitely be a podcast, one will be some other type of video. I want to start doing more like tier list stuff because I think you guys enjoyed that, but. We got more stuff coming. Sorry for the inconsistencies. And yeah, 
We'll be back at you with another video very soon. Peace out, everyone. Have a beautiful day.